This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the 100 bucks that I give away every Monday is Kim Dust. She's in the entertainment industry and is currently working a full-time day job and doing her side hustle on the side. Kim, congrats. For you guys' chance to win 100 bucks every Monday, simply subscribe to the podcast on iTunes now and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to officially enter. Again, text the word Nathan to 33444 after you've subscribed. Coming up tomorrow morning, Top Tribe, you'll hear from Scott Hansberry, and he breaks down how to bet on poker players and make money while doing it with his company, Ustake. Okay, Top Tribe, good morning. Our guest today is Andrea Lubier. She's a travel addict who's obsessed with spicy food, third culture, and she's really a third culture kid who has crazy passion about improving the unification of online communication, all starting with email. As the CEO of Mailbird and one of Southeast Asia's leading female thought leaders, Andrea is taking on Outlook from Silicon Bali, as she calls it. Andrea, are you ready to take us to the top? Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. First off, tell me, how did you, so, so where are you right now? Um, I am in Bali, Indonesia. So tiny little tropical island in Southeast Asia. So you're Um, building the business there, right? Correct. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So tell us what Mailbird does and how do you guys make money? All right. So a mailbird, basically, you can think of it as like a Swiss army knife for all your online communication. Um, Essentially, it's a productive information management and communication tool that's packaged in a beautiful, basically kick-ass email client. um, Yeah, called Mailbird. Okay. Um, And we sell it. We have a freemium-based model, so you can get it for free, but it limits you to managing three email accounts from any email provider. Um, However, we also have a subscription-based model, so you can actually get it for $12 a year or pay one time upfront $45, and then... That's it. Yeah. And you've won. You've won. I wanted to have you on because you've won all kinds of awards. PC World's best free stuff of 2013. IT World's best Windows email client of 2015. You must be growing very fast. Give us a sense of the size of the company. How many users do you guys have? So we actually did a pretty big milestone for us. We actually just hit 1 million email accounts that are being managed um, from Mailbird. Um, and so Mailbird not only is email, but we also provide messaging, calendars, chat, video meetings, and more. Um, so yeah, we ju- we're actually over that now, but we just recently hit 1 million accounts um, that are managed from Mailbird. And so now we're getting close to being uh, over half a million dollar company um, since the end of 2015. And it continues so what is to that, grow. What does yeah. that mean? Does that mean half a million, you're doing about $500,000 each year? Exactly. Yes. And AR, AR annual recurring revenue. Correct. And yeah. it, is it, do you think of it, is it really a SaaS business? I mean, is it, is the revenue pretty predictable? Um, it's, it, it, we've been doing a lot of testing over the last few years, but like definitely now that we're, you know, three years in, we've definitely kind of found a repeatable, uh, solution that, that basically is a really solid, uh, funnel uh-huh. for the business. So, um, yeah. 
Well, I wanted to, I want to dive into that funnel a second before we do though. So I'm on the pricing page right now. You go from light, which is free pro, which is six bucks for the first year and pro lifetime, which is $22 and 50 cents, which people pay once for. So this is very interesting. You have three very different kind of things that most other companies, they test one of these, they have a free plan and they have a monthly recurring plan and they have a pay once and get it, you know, forever kind of plan. Which one of these is, is making you the most money? Um, so definitely the pro lifetime one, the, the ones that you pay once a year. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have people that like to try the software. So they'll go for the pro, which is again, the $12 per year. Oh, I misread uh, this. Hold on. Let me just clarify the yeah. $22 and 50 cents when it says pay once that's pay once for the year. Correct. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Got it. And you're, you're probably looking at one of our little hacks that we have too, where you, as a first time user to the website, you actually get a good deal on the actual software um, within the first few minutes after visiting. So, so I want to ask you about that. Fun, so I see, I see <laughs> yeah. the little lightning bolt with the welcome flash sale for the next 57 seconds and 28, yes. 27, 26. Oh my gosh, I'm like panicking. I need to buy this very fast. I'm half joking, but not really. Some people will have that reaction. How's this working for you in terms of conversions? It's been really, really good, actually. We actually saw a pretty significant um, increase in conversions to paying customers um, with that. Um, So a couple of things that we're actually in the process of doing is actually looking at the pricing structure. So is it the fact that there is this like flash sale with a limited time, you know, offer for this deal where you can get the software for half off or um, is it a matter of like, oh, the, the software just is more, you know, attractive at half price? So we're doing a lot of testing there, but ever since we put this, this banner up, it's been really, really interesting to see how many more people actually convert. Well, let's, so we, let's dive yeah. into that because listeners might be going, I wonder if we should test this on our website. So before the banner, yeah. if a hundred people visit your website, how many convert into a paid plan? Into a paid plan, we have about 20% that okay. will actually convert to paying. So 20% um, of unique website views? Correct. Yes. So basically, I mean, this can get a little, uh, I guess, messy in the funnel, if you will, because we do have people that actually opt to just download the free version and later on, they actually convert to paying for it. But for people that immediately when they get to the website, they see that little, you know, 50% off limited deal. um, Yeah, it's about 20% is what we see. Okay, so let me just rearticulate it to make sure I understand right now, if people go to your website, and they experience the flash sale, if 100 people do that, about 20% of them will move into a paid plan immediately. Exactly. Okay, before the banner, what was that number? Before the banner, that number was about 10%. And that fluctuated, obviously, day to day, but um, around 10%. So fascinating, fascinating. And you said you have over a million email accounts, but you said some people put multiple emails up to three on one plan. So how many individual like unique paying customers do you have? Unique paying customers. So if you look at the 1 million accounts that we have, Uh about 50% of that roughly are paying. Um, So yeah. So you have 500,000 people that have paid something. Correct. Okay, interesting. And how old's the business? Um, we've been running for about three years now. Okay, so wow. we launched in 2012. Yeah, so. So okay, this is great. So 500,000 folks have paid something. Um, are are what I'm curious when people experiment with one-time payments for like lifetime versus recurring. I'm always curious how many folks are on the recurring versus they paid one time. So of the 500,000 that have paid, what would the breakdown be between the percentage that are paying you something monthly versus they just paid once and then forgot about it? 
It's de- that's actually pretty easy because it's actually split right down the middle. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I have no idea. You know, you just have some people that are like, no, I, I don't want to deal with subscriptions. I just want to pay once a large lump sum and be done with it. Um, Cause before we actually didn't have the one-time payment, we just had the subscription based model and then uh. the premium based model. So um, once we had that, we, we heard some people that were like, Oh, you know, we really don't want to pay, you know, this annual recurring cost. Can I just pay up front? And so we're like, okay, well, let's, let's do it. Um, so it's been nice to kind of have those two options. Whereas, you know, some might think that having, you know, three different options of, of product, you know, packages to buy actually would be too confusing and actually reduce conversions. But I think it's just different from business to business. And we did a lot of price testing um, with that. And this one so far seems to work pretty, pretty good for us. So well, the reason I'm curious is because um, I'm wondering if you're giving up money. In other words, if your lifetime value of these folks paying for the monthly plans comes out to way more than what these people paid one time, are you leaving money on the table? So the lifetime plan actually performs much better, I guess, in terms of uh, the LTV. So if you look at, well, yeah, now we're talking about retention. If you look at the pro uh, yearly subscription, uh-huh. um, yeah, there you, you, you will see people, and this is naturally with software, you know, especially, especially when people are shopping around um, where they test the software. All right. Yeah. Maybe I use it for, you know, a month or a year and then, oh, I have a renewal now. So do I really want to still use it? I don't know. So you, you do have a lot of uh, fluctuation in that sense when it comes to subscription based software, but we definitely get the most value out of one customer from the lifetime plan. Interesting. And what I'm seeing a, a different version because I'm getting the flash sale results. What yeah. is what is, is the one time? What's it cost? It's forty five dollars. Got it. Got it. OK. And so let's talk about just the recurring cohort you have. You said you had five hundred thousand total paid. Half of those are of which are on the recurring plan. What is your on average? How many of them are staying month to month? So if 100 exists in December 2015, how many of them will stay and keep paying in January 2016? Ooh, yeah, retention numbers here. <laughs> um, so let's say if you, in don't, a if year, you don't know, yeah. it's okay. Yeah, yeah. No, off the top of my head, I, I'm not 100% sure because again, it's something that fluctuates because you, you look at the retention, you know, numbers from month to month and then year to year, of course. So yeah, I mean, right what's now. What's more important without, to you? Let's talk, let's talk about what's more important to you, monthly or annual? Uh, for retention, monthly. Okay, definitely. let's talk about that yeah. then. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so specifically just you know, like how many actually stick around after one month? Yeah. So wait, let's take out of the 500,000 paid you have, let's take out all the folks that paid one time because they don't matter mm-hmm. in this cohort of the 250,000 yeah. that are paying monthly. Let's just break it down to a hundred to make it easy. How many of them sure. on average will keep paying, you know, month to month? Okay. So out of a hundred, it would be roughly about, I would say seven to 8% of those. Seven to 8% will churn or they'll keep paying? Keep paying. Okay, got it. So, so your churn. So, if you have a hundred people signed up in December of 2015, you're, what you're telling me, I think, is that you'll lose 93 of them the next month. Exactly. Yeah. So, oh, wow. so that's, that's really, actually, really, that's like extremely high churn. Yeah, it, we do have high churn, and and that's something you know. At first, we were super alarmed with um, when working with this type of software. However, when you look at like this type of software and the churn rate for it, it's it's 
actually quite high for many of these things, especially when you're looking at email. Um, so one of the things that we really have to focus on in our funnel is building a really strong acquisition engine. Totally. Because um, it's just, yeah. So it's just a really, yeah, it's a high churn kind of uh, product when you think about this type well, of software. This makes complete sense to me while you're doing a one-time plan. Um, if yeah. you if you have churn, that's 93% or, or said otherwise, it's a 7% retention rate. Um, interest is weak. So would, I mean, that is really, just so the audience knows, I mean, a lot of the big software as a service companies that are public uh, or, or just, you know, other ones in the, in the, maybe not in the mail industry, but just in the SaaS space, you really want to get, if you're doing a SaaS business model, you really want to have churn that is only about four or 5% month over month. And so mm-hmm. it makes Andrea complete sense to me now why you guys offer a lifetime plan. The lifetime value on that is way higher than someone mm-hmm. that pays $6 for the first month and then cancels the second month. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Fascinating. So why not just get rid of the monthly plan altogether? Yeah, we're actually thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> we are thinking about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's then, you know, you come, it's, it's a matter of uh, pricing structure and, and testing that again, because you get rid of that and then maybe you lose a conversion for one person. And, and then, you know, we're continuously, you know, trying to improve uh, the retention rates with, you know, usability of the software, you know, making sure we engage with the customer and see where they're falling out, stuff like that. So, sure. And, and just give yes. me a sense too, are you self-funded or are you funded? Um, we, the first hundred K that we put into the company was fully bootstrapped within the founding team. Okay. And after that, we took, we've now taken up to 300,000 in angel investment. And we are actually in the process of looking to raise our first series a round in the amount of 2 million us dollars. And what evaluation so would, would make you really happy on that 2 million? Uh, we're looking at 10 million. <laughs> so if somebody, if somebody came to you and offered you right now to buy it 5 million, would you take it? Five million uh, negotiable. 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 Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> no, it's tough. I just, I, I it, it would be valuable to the audience to understand how you back into a ten million dollar. I assume that's a pre money or post money valuation. Um, that's actually I'm thinking post money. Post money. Okay, um, so eight million yeah. pre money, raise two million, yeah. ten million post money. So ha- walk us through. Let's say I'm a VC, Andre. Even, I mean, obviously I'm not, <laughs> but let's say I am. Can convince me or walk me through the how, how you get to an eight million pre money valuation on five hundred grand of ARR. So a lot of it depends on a lot of different variables. It depends, you know, what market you're in, where your your company is based. So like if you look at valuations of companies in, let's say, you know, San Francisco versus uh, valuations of companies in Indonesia, for example, which is where we're currently based, uh-huh. um, there is a pretty big difference. And a lot of that is weighed on, you know, uh, the, you know, education, where these people went, the founders went to school, where um, they've, you know, gain experience. So if you're talking to like a a VC in, let's say Silicon Valley, like they're looking for people that kind of fit that mold, I think uh, a little bit more of, you know, they went to Stanford, they have started three different startups and exited one, you know, so that's one factor. It's like the founders and the location. Um, The other thing too, of course, is the size of the market and the potential of growth for that market. So for Mailbird, for example, you look at the market size that we're currently addressing, and we're currently only for Windows um, OS right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's even just a small chunk. And if you look at the number of Windows users that are in the world today, uh, that's uh, it still holds. I'll just tell you, it still holds 83% of the operating system market share. Oh, those so poor with, people. 
<laughs> I know, I know. I've gotten. I'm like, you know, I'm indifferent. I'm like, I like Mac too, and I like Windows. Well, but that's why we need people like different. you making that client better. <laughs> that's right, exactly. So, um, yeah, there's just a lot of those different factors. Um, actually, AngelList is. I don't know if people are aware of them, but it's a, a platform that connects founders and, and investors, basically. Um, but they have a really cool kind of valuation tool, and you can kind of segment your startup based on, yeah, again, those same factors and variables like location, um, where they went to school, Very cool. um, industry and stuff like that. And that gives you a nice starting ballpark. How big you're at. Andrea, how big is your team now? We have a total of 12 people. I actually just hired someone. So oh, congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. Two <laughs> so, so 12 full-time folks. Yes. Full-time. Everyone okay. on the team is 100% full on. And are yes. they all in Bali in your office or are they remote? Actually, they are not all in our office. So we definitely have a distributed team, but we have made it work really, really well for us. And it's quite an international team. And I think that's super critical for a company like ours where we're building email. It's not a localized business. Yeah. So there's that. But we also one of the things that we do with with kind of like one of our hubs here being in Bali um, is we host once to one to two times a year a hackathon. Um, so basically all team members, no matter where they are in the world, whether they're in Texas, Brazil, Copenhagen, what have you, they all come to Bali for one solid month. And we have a full on intense, productive hackathon where we're usually working towards releasing some kind of uh, milestone for that month. Yeah, very yeah. cool. And what are you just out of curiosity in the uh, in the price run right now that you're raising the, the Series A? Uh, do you have a lead investor? Or do, you, do you already have some of it committed? Uh, we don't have anyone committed yet. And we actually haven't done outreach yet. So we're actually looking to close this by quarter two. Um, we have a few things in, in line that we'd like to get done before we actually start, start actively uh, fundraising. But yeah. we definitely have a few in mind already. Well, and good. we are looking at the big guys. So. Good, good, good. Well, go big. Well, hey, Andrea, before we get into my favorite part of the show, if people want to connect with you personally online, where can they do that? Um. So, well, I... <laughs> I am building an email client. So the best <laughs> way for me, for you to get a hold of me is email, um, of course. So it's my initials. So Andrea Lubier. So it's just A-L at getmailbird.com. Okay, Top Tribe, do not forget your chance to win a hundred bucks right here on the podcast every Monday. It's very simple. You just subscribe to the show on iTunes. And then once you've done that, text me to prove that you've done it. My number is 703 703- 431-2709. Subscribe now and text me to enter. 703-431-2709. Okay, Top Tribe. Many of you have asked me, how do I get my site going so fast and so cheaply? Well, I use HostGator. Specifically, they've got 4,500 templates. They've got a free e-commerce plugin. And quite frankly, I blow the heck out of their support, 24-7 support, which I love. It's ideal for WordPress, okay? They've got a free website builder, all right? Now, I've worked out a great deal for you guys that you can grab right now and jump in at hostgator.com forward slash Nathan. A-L at getmailbird.com. And Andrea, we'll put that in the show notes as well. This is episode 205. You guys can go to nathanlacker.com, search for 205, and you'll find these show notes. Okay, Andrea, we're about to get into my favorite part of the show. You know what's next? I have no idea. Come on, it's, <laughs> it's time for the famous five. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do okay, it. Number Let's one, do it. what is your favorite <laughs> business book? 
Ooh, okay, so I'm going to go with the one that I actually just recently read. Um, it's The Hard Thing About Hard Things uh, by Ben Horowitz. So it goes through the whole roller coaster ride of entrepreneurship, the ups and downs, you know, that like a super successful company had gone through to get to where they are. Um, I found it very motivating. I found it very inspiring. And, you know, if, also, if you're looking for investment for your startup, Ben Horowitz is, is the author of this book. And he's also the founding partner of the biggest VC firms in the world, which is Anderson Horowitz. Um, so not a bad person to follow or not a bad book to read by someone who's <laughs> um, with one of these big VC firms. Number yeah. number two, Andre, is there a CEO that you're following or studying right now? CEO I'm following or studying right now. Okay. Um, recently, since since Mailbird was featured on Product Hunt, um, the CEO of Product Hunt is Ryan Hoover. And I think he is a pretty interesting one to follow because he did a tremendous job with community building, gaining traction and momentum for like influencers. He brought together investors, journalists, startups, all under one roof with, with Product Hunt. So and he just seems like a super cool guy. So <laughs> was it worth it for you guys when you got featured on Product Hunt? Did you see a lift in web traffic? Oh yeah, definitely. And and also the part of that is because, you know, these guys are influencers that are on there. And, you know, if someone on Product Hunt has something good to say about your startup, then it definitely carries far. So we how, definitely saw a nice little increase there. <laughs> how many how many views came to your website the day you were featured on Product Hunt from Product Hunt? I remember the first day we saw about 20,000 unique visitors come to our website. Got so, it. yeah, it's pretty. That's pretty compelling. Yes. <laughs> okay. Very cool. Uh, okay. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have like Evernote? Okay. This one's easy. Um, <laughs> um, Mailbird. I have to say Mailbird, of course, also because let's Evernote is actually integrated with Mailbird. Um, I mean, we're Mailbird essentially, you know, we're not just building this tool for people around the world to help them, you know, manage their email more productively um, among many other communication tools, but it has all the tools that we internally as a team also use to get things done. Um, and so that does include Evernote, Dropbox, you know, Asana, you know, Google Drive calendars, Wonder, all of this stuff. So, um, and best of all, it looks really great and it's nice to use as a great user experience. So, of course, I have to say Mailbird. That's oh. our favorite online tool. <laughs> hey, make, hey, you gotta, gotta eat your own dog food. Number, That's right. <laughs> number, number four, uh, as you're building this empire, Andrea, are you getting eight hours of sleep every night? That's a big no. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that, that definitely varies. You know, we try to, you know, put this whole work-life balance thing in place, but there are some nights that I'm up working till 2 a.m. and other nights that I shut it off at 8 p.m. That's because I'm super tired, but it just depends on when I start the work day also. So it just depends. Yeah. Makes perfect so, sense. Last yeah. question. <laughs> last question I've got for you. Take us back to your 20 year old self. What do you wish she knew? Hmm. I'm assuming you're older than 20. I am. Okay. I'm not afraid to share my age. I'm 30 right now. <laughs> Great. Uh, so 10 years ago, what would I say? <laughs> um, I, I would think I would tell myself to really find what makes me happy. Cause at that time, you know, I was, I was stuck with my corporate job and, you know, hating every moment of it, <laughs> learned a lot from it, but um, yeah. So find, find what makes me happy to tell yourself to find something that makes you motivated, find a problem that you maybe want to solve for the world. Um, because, you know, working towards something bigger than yourself is, is very, uh, I guess, uplifting. And I guess also thinking about things, something that you want to leave behind uh, before you turn 30, let's say, and to just do it basically. 
Top Tribe. There you have it. Get in there and do it. Andrea launched this thing over three and a half years ago. It's now doing over 500,000 bucks in revenue. She's looking for a pre-money valuation of 8 million bucks on our next round. Andrea, thank you for taking us to the top. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win a hundred bucks every Monday. If you guys enjoyed Andrea today, you'll love Daniel and Jason from yesterday. They went from zero to one billion impressions fast. You won't believe how they did it.